Hi, you're listening to New Week number 113. This is a midweek update from New World Same Humans, a newsletter on trends, technology and our shared future by me, David Mattin. You can find the links, videos and images in this instalment in the email where this podcast is embedded. Just scroll down or on the web, see a link in the show notes. And if you're listening to this and you haven't yet subscribed, join 24,000 curious souls on a journey to build a better future. Go to www.newworldsamehumans.com to sign up. Hello from London. It's a bumper instalment this week. So what do we have in store? Well. Generative AI is plunging us into a new world of infinite shadow and simulated media and it's going to be extremely weird. Meanwhile, the results are back on the world's largest trial of the four-day work week and a California startup wants to bring your most treasured memories back to full immersive life. Let's get into it. In the Hall of Mirrors This week, a constellation of signals converged to send a message about the AI-fuelled hyper-reality set to emerge around us. A few weeks ago, I gave a brief mention to Nothing Forever, an entirely AI-generated version of the 1990s sitcom Seinfeld, and if you're about my age, you will remember it extremely well. The show featured blocky 8-bit style graphics and a weird, occasionally funny script generated by GPT-3. This is nothing forever I'm talking about, of course, not the original Seinfeld. And it became a hit on streaming platform Twitch, but it got banned when the Jerry character made transphobic comments. This week, the show creators Mismatch Media took to their company Discord to announce that the show will soon return to Twitch with new script controls in place to ensure that there are no more toxic jokes. This show, Nothing Forever, is part of a new wave of weird, AI-generated shadow media that's emerged in the opening months of this year. Look, for example, at this new continuously streaming, fully autonomous podcast starring an AI Joe Rogan and a variety of guests all of whom respond to questions typed into the chat by the audience on Twitch. And you can see a link in the email. Or see this surreal generated talk show featuring a virtual Conan O'Brien and Chris Rock. And again, you can see a video in the email. Right now, these shows are, of course, more about creating intriguing experiments than they are about genuinely entertaining content. But they are strangely mesmerising. And part of their mesmeric power is the feeling that they're early signals of something huge, strange and transformative for entertainment media. It's not just traditional top-down media, though, that's set to be impacted by generative AI. The kinds of representations that we used to call user-generated content will be revolutionised too. One signal? Scroll through this amazing Twitter thread full of middle-aged people using TikTok's new teen face filter, which is obviously an AI product, and they're becoming emotional as they stare back at their long-lost younger self. Again, you can see a video in the email. How long, I wonder, until people start using generative AI tools to create and deploy younger or smarter, more charismatic versions of themselves? Here's the new world same humans take. 
Generative models will turn legacy media, including nine decades of television, into training data. And the result? It will be infinite dancing shadows based on iconic shows and stars of years past. See the AI Seinfeld that we're talking about. Questions abound here. Will an AI version of a hit show ever become a hit in its own right? Who owns the rights to that kind of content? I think we'll see media companies and the estates of deceased film and TV stars build and license AI models of their own, allowing others to create new content based on their work. Meanwhile, we're about to be hit by a tsunami of generated media. Amazon is already reportedly being flooded by AI-generated books, and this iconic sci-fi magazine had to close submissions this week after being swamped by writers sending stories written by ChatGPT. The bar for average content is going to be raised. The trouble is no one wants average content. It's not much use to say Disney that they'll soon be able to make a hundred quite good animated feature films at much reduced cost and time because no one wants a hundred quite good films. They just want the best one. So the challenge for those who want to stand out will remain the same. They'll have to create exceptional content but now that will mean using AI to amplify the best human creators. Meanwhile, every person with the internet will have the ability to become an ai fueled infinite content machine. The French philosopher Jean Baudrillard wrote about hyper-reality, the intertwining of the real with our representations until the distinction becomes lost. A whole new ai fueled hyper-real is emerging around us right now. I'll be writing more about it soon. The Great Escape Last summer, back in New Week number 86, I wrote about the world's largest trial of the four-day work week, and it was all set to start here in the UK. This week, the results were published. Those results come from 42 companies, each of which shifted to four days a week and a meaningful reduction in working hours between June and December while keeping staff on the same pay. The big message? Overwhelmingly, managers reported a success. A full 92% of companies involved say they're continuing with a four-day week, and they said revenue wasn't negatively impacted. In fact, it grew by an average of 1.2% across the trial period. Some of the most marked results, though, were around the subjective life satisfaction of the 2,900 employees surveyed. See, for example, this graph, and you can see it in the email, of perceived time inadequacy. Essentially, it measures the extent to which the staff surveyed wish they had more time to spend on other life priorities. And staff saying they'd like more time to care for children or grandchildren fell by 27 percentage points. More time for my own hobbies fell by 33 points. Meanwhile, 40% of those surveyed said they were sleeping better and 54% said it was easier to balance work and home life. These are huge improvements across a six-month period. Here's my take. The organisers of this trial, including advocacy group 4-Day Week Global, We'll put the results in front of British legislators this week. They want to persuade them 
that Britain should move definitively towards a 32-hour work week. We're still a long way from anything like a consensus on that, but there's no doubt that the four-day movement is gaining momentum, and this trial continues the stream of good news from previous trials in Iceland and Japan. The truth, it seems, is that most knowledge workers simply don't need five days a week in order to maintain their current output, and we don't fully understand the reasons for this, but buried somewhere among them must be the truth that many workers currently aren't using their time that efficiently. It's something perhaps we don't love to talk about or admit even to ourselves, but that must surely be part of the picture here. And that means collectively we face a choice. We can find ways to improve efficiency and continue working five days, but really get the most out of them, or we can keep output broadly stable and switch to four days. Judging by the results of this trial, most people would choose the latter. And who can blame them? What's the point of getting this rich and of all these technologies of productivity if they can't lead us to new and better modes of life? We must then come to ask, when machines do the work or allow us to do it much faster, what's left for us? The answer is to do what only we can do, simply being there being human for one another. Memory Palace. The metaverse hype train that powered through 2022 has lost much of its speed recently, but this week, a reminder that the dream is still alive. Wist is an app that takes ordinary photos and turns them into immersive 3D projections, allowing you to step back inside your memories using AR or VR. And you can see a video inside a WIST tweet of how this looks and feels in the email. WIST have just opened a private beta for their Apple app, and they say the service will soon come to the Oculus Quest VR device. Here's the new world same humans take. Immersive memories. It's a compelling pitch, even if it did remind quite a lot of people in the Twitter thread of an episode of Black Mirror. The popular story around virtual worlds and the so-called metaverse across the last few years, which has been, it's nothing, it's everything, it's nothing again, but this time with added cynicism, is an eternal merry-go-round when it comes to emerging technologies. One will no doubt see play out again around generative AI across the coming year. The deeper truth, though, when it comes to the metaverse is, yes, there was a whole ton of hype much of it highly specious. Yes, many of the big names of 2020 and 21 will fade away. But the underlying technologies and the dream that is an immersive, useful, meaningful virtual world, they are real and powerful. Virtual worlds will unlock new ways to serve fundamental human needs, new forms of expression, and even, as WIST signals, new modes of remembering. For that reason, we haven't heard the last of the metaverse, though I suspect that the word too will fade away to be buried alongside phrases such as the information superhighway and surfing the net. Also this week, Amazon employees aren't happy about the company's new return to the office instruction. CEO Andy Jassy last week wrote a memo revoking the post-pandemic 
do what's best for you dispensation and telling staff to be in the office at least three days per week. He told staff it's easier to learn, model, practice and strengthen our culture when we're in the office together most of the time. But an Amazon company Slack channel intended to help staff organise against the move has gained 16,000 members. A research team at China's Fudan University released a rival to ChatGPT. The generative AI chatbot, which was called Moss, quickly went viral on Chinese social media and then crashed because of a flood of users. Meanwhile, the CCP is working to restrict access to ChatGPT, which state media has called a tool for the US to spread false information. Starlink is testing a new global roaming internet service. The plan will cost users $200 a month. The company currently has 3,500 satellites in orbit with plans to launch thousands more, as regular readers will know because I bang on about it all the time. A new US Navy ship can operate autonomously at sea for 30 days. The ship is 337 feet long, making it the largest autonomous ship in the Navy's fleet, and experts say it could be used as an autonomous roaming platform for the launch of missiles or drones. An AI taught a pretty good human Go player to beat the world's best AI Go player. Kellen Pelreen is a US citizen and an amateur player And this person used tactics devised by a computer to beat the top-ranked Leela Zero AI Go system. You'll remember that back in 2016, DeepMind's AlphaGo made headlines when it became the first AI to beat the world champion, or then the world champion at Go, Lee Sedol. The US Supreme Court is set to examine a federal law that underpins social media as we know it. Section 230 states that internet sites are not responsible for the content posted on them by users. In other words, they are platforms and not publishers, and this is an issue I've written about before. Now, the court is set to hear arguments on two key cases concerning social media content moderation, and their ruling, particularly as it pertains to Section 230, could have huge implications for the future of the internet. Saudi Arabia wants to build a gigantic hollow cube skyscraper that will house holographic worlds. The Mukab will be the centrepiece of a new district in the kingdom's capital city and the government is calling it the world's first immersive destination and it will offer a range of virtual experiences, including a taste of what it would be like to live on Mars. Humans of Earth. Here's some key metrics to help you keep track of Project Human. The global population stands at 8.018 billion. Earth's currently needed stands at 1.798. The global population vaccinated against COVID stands at 64%. The 2023 progress bar stands at 15%. And on this day, the 24th of February 1920, Nancy Astor becomes the first woman to speak in the UK's Houses of Commons after her election to Parliament three months earlier. Swimming in infinity. Thanks for listening this week. The collision between generative AI and legacy media will do much to shape the hall of mirrors we live inside across the coming years. It's yet another case of new world, same humans. 
This newsletter will keep watching and working to make sense of what it all means for our shared future. And there's one thing you can do to help with that mission, and that is share. So if this week's instalment resonated with you, why not forward the email to someone else who'd also enjoy it or share it across one of your social networks with a note on why you found it valuable. Remember, the larger and more diverse the New World Same Humans community becomes, the better for all of us. I'll be back next week. Until then, be well.